Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I've got my buddy Sam Ziggy Rodriguez That's here. That's me. And we actually have a guest today. We who's do. also Sam. So I have Sam Rodriguez and we have Sam Mock. I'm Sam the Lesser. No, no. That was I, his term. I, no. I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, okay, we can we can go there, Sam the Lesser, but you're already Ziggy. We've given oh, that's you, true. and so I don't want the confusion. So you can be Ziggy, and we'll make we'll make him Zaggy. <laughs> so, so we've got Ziggy and Zaggy. So for Ziggy those of you, know, hi, hi Zaggy, Sam Zaggy, <laughs> so Sam Mock. Thank you, Sam, for being here. Uh, uh, thank you. I think I'm happy to be here. I didn't expect to get a nickname today. This yeah, welcome to the fun, bro. Right. Yeah, this is I it. I talked about Sam the last time I was on, um, and how people might be confused. I know, and you didn't come on for a long time after that. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> but we're happy but, to have you thanks. back now. So uh, you, uh, what do you do in the Diocese of Memphis? I'm the Director for Evangelization and Faith Formation for the Diocese of Memphis. That's right. That's exactly right. And I work in that same office with Sam, and Sam is my uh, direct report. He's my boss. So I want to impress him, and I want him to think I'm a good person. So anything you can do that, Zicky Rodriguez, that would help. Oh, right. I'd love to. Now, yeah. That one that will keep you here on the mic. Here. Have I mentioned he just talks about how much he loves you? Yeah, well, he tells me that, too. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Well, there's a reason why we brought Zaggy <laughs> on here. There's a Sam Sam Mock. There's a reason why we brought Sam Mock in here uh, because Sam currently in our office right now in the Diocese of Memphis. Many of you have heard about this thing called the Synod on Synodality. Uh, many people mispronounce those words, but that's okay. We're gonna we we are loving and uh, we are non-judgmental here. Right. Uh, and so, whether you can pronounce it or not, the Synod on Synodality is coming up here in a couple of years uh, in our church or over the next couple of years. And but. Individual dioceses around the world, and specifically in the United States, are um, are working on their sort of contribution mm-hmm. to the synod. And interestingly, um, I was recently at a Super Bowl gathering, uh, and yes, I was recently at a Super Bowl gathering watching the Rams win. But uh, it's not a spoiler. spoiler. Yeah, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, someone turned to me because they knew a I was a deacon and B because I worked at the diocese and in all honesty and earnest and just wanted to know he said to me so this synod thing dot 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 you know and I'm thinking like okay you know if I had a rosary I would have been gripping the rosary a little harder and it's like <laughs> I know it's like something's coming here and he said like should I participate is this a good thing or not mm. now I I get that question a lot. Uh-huh. I, I'm amazed at how much I get that question. I guess I kind of understand also. And I thought, you know, I need to have Sam Mock on this show because we need to talk about what we're doing in our office, mm-hmm. why we're doing it in our office, and, you know, why why it's important and why we think and, and how do I answer that question. Now, I think I did a pretty good job answering that question uh, to that young man that was asking me, but... Sam, you're the guy. You're the one that I'm, I'm working with you directly on yeah. this, and you had to convince me of a few things over the, uh, the, the over the long haul here about 
the synod and synods in general and what's happening in the synod and the synod on synodality, which seems like it's like the meeting about meetings. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's going to be yeah. a meeting and there's a pre-meeting. It's like pre-boarding the aircraft, you know, the synod on synodality. So yeah. how can we have the synod on synodality until we have the synod on the synod on synodality? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can go on. There'll be another one afterwards. And I'm so sure. So many meta layers. Yes. <laughs> in the church's wisdom, if the Holy Spirit moves the church to do so, that's what's going to happen. But I will say this. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. No. Uh, what I'm going to say is uh, maybe we should start, Sam, with just like. I know there's a lot of people who are listening right now uh, who are going, I don't want this synod, or I'm really in favor of this synod. And, and there's probably some, a large number of people who are like, I'm not really sure what this is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm still not sure. And, and so we're learning it. about it for the first time right now. Maybe. There, right. are, there are probably those. But I think a lot of people have heard that, and there's a lot of people who are just kind of like, I don't know, is this really relevant to me? And that's kind of where I want to go with this. What is this thing, and, and should I be wanting to be involved or should i be concerned about things happening maybe we should start with like what the heck a synod is what the heck a synod is synod means journeying together and that's that's literally the the words right yeah the root words mean synod synod means journey like way together. together or something like that yeah and so what the holy father is asking us to do is to um discern where the holy spirit is is guiding us how are we journeying together and how can we grow in this journeying together mm. um we're, we're, he's, he's asking us to take a, a snapshot, a prayerful look at um, how we're going about being church right now and, and where the Holy Spirit might be guiding us to go from here. So, so mean, that's, that's, happening, that's the short thing. And that's happening uh, in our diocese, the Diocese of Memphis, uh, home to the Catholic Cafe. Um, <laughs> and so that's, that's happening here, but it's also happening in pretty much well, every, every diocese, diocese, yeah, across the world. Um, there's there's uh, different phases of this, the synod, and we're in the diocesan phase right now. So the Holy Father has put forth the preparatory document, which is online in every language you can imagine. So I encourage people, before they make up their mind about the good or the bad of it, to actually go to the source document and read it. It's all laid out there. And there's also a handbook called the Vatimicum, and we have a lot of fun with that word. Yeah, uh, around the office. Yeah, the Vatimicum, and and it lays out in a little bit more detail about the practicals practicals about how to um, do something like this. But um, each diocese is is putting together these consultation sessions. You hear listening sessions a lot. We're using the word prayer and discernment sessions uh, to to get people together to discuss those two main questions. You know. Yeah, how are we journeying together, uh, and 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 what happens when we journey together? And this is an important topic in the church, and I know that sometimes people get lost in the. I don't want to say politics. Maybe that's the wrong word to use. But they get lost in sort of like the the surface view of things, and we can get up there up in the rafters a lot and not really understand. Uh, what it means to be Catholic, what it means to be a part of a church, and really how we as individual people in that, you know, the, the, the many parts to the body, yeah. how, you know, we play this huge role and and how things can go awry. If you have suspicions about something, like, for instance, the Synod, uh, and you might have a cynical view of the Synod, which I, I, I've, I've encountered that a lot. Um, sometimes you wonder, like, well, should I participate or not? Am I just, is this is this a wasted effort? Right, and then there's other those that will say, well, if you don't participate, 
then the only ones participating are the ones that maybe you're leery of to begin with. And so we have all this division. Yeah. And, and there, is, there is a politic, a body politic at work here that we need to be aware of. But help us understand, Sam, like how, uh, and, and I'm involved in these sessions, so I just have to, full disclosure, yeah. right? And, uh, but, I, but I like the fact that uh, I'm, we're talking about this, and I'm happy to say that I'm involved in them. Uh, but because I was, I kind of kicking and screaming just a little bit, kind of dragged into the process uh, in terms of appreciating, but I've got an appreciation of, of what's going on. Um, but what do you say, Sam, to somebody who's like just a little leery of the whole process? Should, mm-hmm. I, should I get involved in this or not? Yeah, I, I think the important thing is to recognize that Pope Francis is asking all of us to participate. A lot of the documents are saying that that to, to pay special attention to those in the margins or those who whose voices aren't normally heard, but those aren't the only voices we want to hear. We want to get a snapshot of what's going on in the entire church, and that, that involves all of us. Um, and... And I think it's the only way that we can accurately, truly understand how the Holy Spirit is moving and shaking, whether you're a, a daily communicant or you're one time in a year. He's even asking us to, to, to reach out to those who, who aren't Catholic, you know, other Christians, um, even those who may not be Christian, to get a, an, an understanding of what, how the church is moving and working in the world. How the Holy Spirit is speaking to the world through us. We don't exist just for Catholics. We exist. The church exists um, for the salvation of all, right? And so, so all of us need to participate in this as, as much as we can. It, well, I, I would say especially the people that feel strongly about what it is they think, yeah. right? And 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 I and, and I, I guess I'm I'm preaching to some of the folks out there that are just uh, will hear what you just said. And they might see the negative to that. They might say, well, okay, so we're reaching out to the margin. Seems like we're always doing that. And do we really need to hear those voices amplified, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and will those drown out, you know, the, the real voices or the voices where I am, <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to make fun of any yeah. folks, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just, how do we talk to the people? Because you said it in there in that, that answer you just gave. We don't want to hear just from one group. We want to hear from all the groups. Yeah, I, th- I think we want to hear from the church. Like we're all, yeah. we're all one body. Um, we're we're all part of a, of a a huge in a huge family, the biggest family that's ever existed. And and we need to acknowledge the fact that there are some members of our family that we disagree with or may not see eye to eye. About. And some that have left the family, right? And some that have never had the opportunity to be or feel privileged or or to have been ex- exposed to the point where they actually wanted to be part of the family. Yeah. And so there's there's all kinds of folks and all. All kinds of places and then within the family uh there's the you know the, the the kids that like fish and the kids that you know like steak and the kids that like twinkies and it's like you have all these different sort of factions and it's important to recognize who everyone is yeah yeah there's there's also a benefit to talking about this and listening to the experience of other people because oftentimes when we shut out other people's experiences or stories, we're not we're not allowing ourselves to listen to how the Holy Spirit might be working in someone else's life besides my own. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that key word is listen. Yeah. And that's not I mean, as much as we talk about that word, it's 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 not always followed through on. We don't always listen. The timing though is very interesting because I would say now, you know, 
obviously the church is 2,000 years old. I have a limited perspective in terms of, you know, uh, the life of the church that I've experienced. In You're my, only in 1,900 my years <laughs> old, right? So there's I'm only 1,900 and 1,901 years old, yes. You know? <laughs> no, but uh, it seems that right now, uh, and I might be wrong in saying this, and I, I just be my own perspective, but that sort of, you used the word earlier, politics, sort of the, pol- pol- the politics, the Vatican politics, the, the people... People who out in the bleachers out in the United States are more engaged about what's going on in Vatican politics and getting emotionally invested in it in a way that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I would think to an extent prior to this, a lot of us were kind of similar to sort of the uh, the medieval Catholic who, yeah, we know that there's a Vatican and there's we know the name of the Pope, but, you know, we don't really know anything about what's going on except that he's running the church and there's other people running the church with him right and but people are and and i think part of it we've got changes where there's podcasts like this from a variety of different viewpoints now so now people who have different viewpoints are able to kind of listen and and to an extent there's probably a variety of different echo chambers that are being built up as well Mm -hmm. but as a result you've got some people who are really angry at each other, you know, within the church, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just, I wonder, uh, this is at a time where tensions are high. Do you, and your experience so far, do you sense that this is a way, because it could go one of two ways. It could either help deescalate things and release some tension, or of course it could go the opposite direction. Yeah, well, I, think it, I think it all depends on the disposition of the person sitting sitting in the table. Yeah, I mean we we've had some synods, a couple of synod sessions, and I had I had one person I overheard them saying how they had a copy of the catechism in their car. They were ready. There were some people who were ready to. I'm serious. There was one person who raised their hand when we were going over the ground rules. You know, like you're not even you don't even know exactly what we're doing today, and you already want to say something. I object. I, think, I object. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, but so people are coming. If, if people come in with a preconceived notion of what this might be, and they have an axe to grind, or they have a soapbox they want to jump on, and they are unwilling to listen to the other person, then de-escalation is likely not going to happen. Right. Right. Well, right. Yeah. And, and we have to ask ourselves, what is the purpose of why we're doing this? If we are trying to bring other people closer to Christ, mm. right? We're, we're, we're trying to listen to what what the Holy Spirit has to say about how we can all journey together better. I get that it's kind of a nebulous term. It's like, how, what is what do we mean by journeying together? We, we had this conversation. But yeah. the early church also had issues that we had to overcome, right? Um, and um, the... The book of Acts is full of those different examples of how we had continuing conversations about how are we going to be a church? You know, how are we going to follow? Who is who is Jesus Christ? How are we going to bring him to the world? Do we have to be circumcised or not circumcised? Do you have to be a Jew to be a follower of Christ? And the truth of the matter is that came through prayerful discernment and conversations with people. But the point of it was not so that Peter's guys or Paul's guys, we even talk about, you know, how in in the epistles, how one faction is fighting against the the other in the early church. The only way that we got over it then and we will get over it now is for us to sit across a table from another person, listen to their experience, understand where the good is in what they say, and then try to understand where the Holy Spirit is asking us to act on that rather than having some type of debate with another person that we don't see eye to eye. 
I, I I did hear, by the way, am I right or wrong? Is there the next synod is going to be a synod on circumcision? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was yeah, thinking, sure. I was like, please I don't will, reopen that question. I will question. show up to that one for sure. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, right now though, the state of dialogue generally, if you go on Facebook, you know, and this, that's not dialogue. No, bro. it's awful. Yeah. Right? I mean, but that's become what people are accustomed to. A lot of times, people are going to shut down and be like. All right, I'm only going to talk privately to people where I know everyone agrees with me. And this is the, that echo chamber yeah. effect. And it sounds like what you're talking about is people are being invited out of that echo chamber to an extent. It's Yeah, it's and it's uncomfortable. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really easy to sit in your own... To sit in your own group and make us make dispersions about other people, yeah, you know, with without taking the time to actually get to know and understand so, how and they came to the where key. they are, and that's the yeah. key. And that that listening back to the listening and back to sitting in front of another human being, that's that's something that Facebook doesn't have, right? That's no matter right. well, whatever the platform. <laughs> the comment you, section is not the same, right? No, <laughs> and and I'll, and I'll be honest with you that there's there's a slight difference between Facebook and the church. I'm just gonna, I'm just there's a slight difference. I mean, we got the Holy Spirit, and and really, if you do, and I love the fact that the Diocese of Memphis calls these prayer and discernment sessions. I mean, it starts with prayer. We do Lectio Divina at the beginning. Yeah. We are actually asking God to be present in our conversation in a very prayerful and, and particular way, sort of saying, okay, Holy Spirit, this is your opportunity. Please come in. Please be part of this room. And then we listen, because I had the same situation in one of the ones that I hosted, um, where or facilitated, where I had a guy that showed up and said he had a he had a, a list. He brought his list with him. Oh no! And, and there were complaints. There were there were problems. The issues he had, and he had the answers to did, all did of those. Did he nail them to the door? No, the, no. <laughs> Martin Luther was not present. Wittenberg, uh, and and uh, it was the Diet of Worms. <laughs> uh, and and he. He, yeah, but but I'm telling you that particular person appreciated the opportunity to be there because it was a, it was a positive experience for him, and there were actually several other people in the room uh, on that particular evening that had a positive experience who really weren't sure what they were going to do, um, and so when it comes down to it, it's like when I talked to the young man that was asking me that specific question at the Super Bowl party, you know, it's like yeah, you should you should get involved even. At, even if you don't think it's going to do any good, the thing is, your responsibility as a Christian man is is to speak truth, is to live truth, and also to to recognize the human dignity of others and to engage with them, whether you agree with them or not. And I want to make clear, you know, just in case that particular person is listening to the show and thinking that it sounded because I, I obviously I had a little bit of an audible gasp when you said he came in. With a list, the reason I had that audible gas is you just talked about how we're beginning with electio divina, and the, but the beautiful thing about electio divina is you're supposed to be emptying yourself of self, so to speak, and yeah. really inviting God into the moment and letting God decide guide your thought process. So whatever it is you might have planned to say when you walk in, right. you know, it's supposed to be ultimately God who's in control. And I'm just I'm I'm asking myself, I'm wondering. It seems to be that that's a very important discipline to uh, to bring into these. When sessions. we finished Lictio, he let, he was eating his list. He actually <laughs> he was actually eating it. It was beautiful. We all cried and hugged. Was, yeah. Well, no, but it's just one of those things where I just I just I I I could I understand why the person would be showing up with a list. But are we going to be able to get anywhere with this thing if every single person shows up? With their list. So as a, you know, before yeah. Sam, before you answer that, yeah. I'm going to rephrase this question. Yeah. 
Can you personally guarantee the Pope will see all of this? <laughs> right, people are going to, yeah, people all are showing aside, up. Yeah. Is the bishop going to read this? Is the well, bishop going like, to, yeah. put my name on it. We had right. one person who was like, put my name next to that. So, well, I don't really know if that's going to be helpful it, in this process. Add profanity so we know it's a man. Right, <laughs> yeah, underline it. The Catholic Cafe does not condone yeah. and, and I don't want yeah, And I, don't, I don't, also don't want to make fun of people for, for their convictions no. either, right? Because it kind of goes in the, in the face of the I've made a list before confession, so let's, right, just, yeah, be let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah but w- the, the way this works is every, every diocese has a series of these that they're having sure. at, at different churches and, and other venues outside of the church. But the, these different consultations, all those consultations are then collected and then synthesized into a 10-page or less document. Every diocese in the world yeah. who participates in this process does that. So once we get one for the Diocese of Memphis, we'll put it on on the World Wide Web's and for, for people to read. Yep. Um, it's a it's a transparent process, and then we send that off to the USCCB. So different regions of the world will send to their own Episcopal conferences. From there, those will be synthesized into a report, and that report will be sent to the Vatican, where it will be used as the uh, the guiding document for the, the the gathering in 2023. So, th- so is Pope Francis gonna hear word for word what Sam Rodriguez says in that meeting? Absolutely not, because he's a human being. Well, let's say right? pro- let's say probably not. Probably. Not. <laughs> let's say. I probably. mean, unless unless you have a heartwarming, touching story that you know raises to the surface, but but. I, d- I just don't see that happening. But, but that's you, not even. But that's not just, right. That's not the point of the right. Market. So uh, again, I want to go back to that Super Bowl party and yeah. the answer I gave. Ultimately, what what helped that young man nod his head in, in affirmation of this and say like, oh, okay, so I will look up the next prayer and discernment session in the diocese of Memphis, and I'm going to make an effort to go. What caused that was I said, look, I can't guarantee the Holy Father is going to see specifically what is said. I can't even guarantee that some dark, large dicastery or this group of of, of mitered uh, you know, cardinals and bishops in some dark room in the Vatican smoking cigars is going to see that. Right. And I can't even guarantee that like uh, the USCCB is going to stop and go like, whoa, look at this stuff here in Memphis. I can't guarantee that. Well, what I can guarantee is that our local bishop is going to be perusing all of this. Mm-hmm. And then at the very least, you have made your voice known to to your local bishop, your yeah. particular church. Yeah. And that's important. That's important. I would say yeah, but it's not the most important thing. Because we have to look at how we're we have to look at how we're relating to each other. This is yeah. not about policy. This is not about dogma. Yes. This is not about what the church believes. This is about how we are relating to each other. The Holy Father has pointed to it time and time again, and every social commentator lately who's been saying is this is, is what you're saying. We are in our own echo chambers. Yeah. We're not listening to the other person. Person, and the world is not getting any better. It appears it's getting worse in a lot of different ways. If you look at anxiety and depression and and violence that's happening around those, racism, yeah. all of that different stuff, right? Yeah. We if if this is supposed to be a process by which we start to begin to heal too. Oh right? yeah. We have we have been separated physically from each other because of the pandemic. Social media further exacerbates that separation. We are trying to, as a church, look at each other in the eye and say, 
you, I love you. Please love me back, and let's let's talk about how we how we can how we can do this better. And in terms of what actually makes it into the document, it's not like you know if there's some contingency of Catholics who really want more delicious wafers to be used at mass, and they should make sure that every single session has at least five people to, to bring that point up. It's not like just because the same thing gets drilled over and over again, it gets into there. It's like, you know what? Yeah. In Memphis, we really want more delicious we had 57 wafers. Fifty-seven people talk about <laughs> the host. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. like at that point, what, another thing to say is is ultimately. Your job is to also make it out of your own control what is what goes to the final document. And yeah. the bishop is going to take that same role, and not to put words in your guy's mouth, but there's going to be surrender to receive what's been shared by Absolutely. them yes. and let God be in control of, okay, this is really the most important thing. That no matter, Even though we had 57 people say they want more delicious hosts, we have other issues that... <laughs> right, there's, there's a certain will not be added. Right. I can guarantee the Synod on Synodality will not reveal Tutti Frutti to be a flavor of the host. We this already have like fruit, fruit stripes Go. Well, we, we already have Fratelli Tutti, right? right. So we can't have a Tutti Frutti. So, but look, but look, again, I want to go back. I, I agree, Sam. I, I agree. Yeah. And that's something to, to look forward to. But, uh, but, but Sam, Mock, I, I, I agree. Um, the, the idea that you were able to express yourself and, and be heard and you're talking to another human being at your table. And then literally it comes down to that table and the relationship that happens there. And the fact that you would actually listen. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Christian person, you're supposed to listen. You're supposed to see the dignity of the other human person. And that is that is the ultimate goal in all of this that really the Holy Father, I think, is really getting at. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's going to be things about what's 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 on your heart, what's on the church's heart, where are we doing, where are we journeying together, where are we not journeying, where do we move forward to, how is that going to work? That's all that's all we'll we'll leave that to them and we'll be part of that conversation they'll use some of what we discuss but honestly having that relationship that's that is going to be more important to us immediately in a diocesan situation in a local church situation in a in a parish situation and literally down to a table right. of people yeah. and that's that's important that we participate in that yeah yeah <clears throat> Listening to the, another person does not mean that you agree with everything they have yeah. to say, but it does communicate how much you care about that person, right? So much, so so much of our communication right now, especially online, is is um, we, we make judgments about a person based solely on what they say, and the minute that they say something that we don't appreciate or we don't like, we automatically make a judgment about that person's character and the type of person that they are. You're either in my tribe or you're not in my tribe, right? right? What, what we know fundamentally about human beings is that we are complicated individuals, and we're not just sound bites. We're human beings. Amen. Made in the image and likeness of God, yes. every stinking one of us. <laughs> so, if you have an opportunity in your local diocese, if you have uh, a situation where you see where you can participate in this synod and synodality at the diocesan level, avail yourself of that. This is an opportunity not only to raise your voice, but also to listen to other voices and to meet other human beings. How beautiful would that be? That sounds great. Sam Mock, thank you for being here. Thank Ziggy you. and Zaggy, we're so excited <laughs> happy having you guys. Let's ask the Blessed Mother to watch over this process. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at Deacon Jeff 
at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.